What's good, people? It is your host, Jesse Moore, a.k.a. JMoore05, and welcome to the Fantasy Lowdown Show. I wanted to kind of do a little bit something different this week because we're hitting week 13. It's the Bi-Apocalypse week. We have a doozy of teams on a bye, um, just, just to give you a refresher. We have Baltimore, we have Buffalo, we have Vegas, we have the Giants. We have a key amount of six total teams on a bye week this week, right? And his teams are making a push for the playoffs. This week is incredibly important. So I know we talked about it early in like the beginning of the season. We're oh yeah, week 13 is not that bad. Yeah, it's kind of a big deal. Um, there's a lot of key players. And what I wanted to get at is to really focus on the truly elite players, not necessarily from a value standpoint, because we we're talking about this in dynasty format, but the guys that are quote unquote league breakers that are single-handedly winning you weeks. And ideally, if you're stacking multiple guys together on that team of yours. You're winning your league. Like this is how you get those true difference makers. That's how you go about it. So we have been doing some video clips of individual players. I wanted to go at a broader approach this week and not focus on individual players because a lot of you are coming up against your trade deadline if you have not already hit your trade deadline. So that, I mean, don't get me started on trade deadlines in Dynasty. I don't think there should be one. If people want to make the push and go on, like that's their choice, you know. They live with the consequences of that choice after this year, right? Um, I get I get both sides of the argument, but <clears throat> for me. Um, a lot of them seem like they are the week of playoffs. So we have this week, and then you know we have the four, week fourteen before playoffs starts. So you have two weeks really to make that push into getting these elite players. So this is what I wanted to focus on this week, and in particular, I'm sure you noticed the players we're going to talk about. Like we're going to talk about the two difference makers. So that means the Jalen Hurts, the Josh Allen's, the Christian McCaffrey's, the Tyreek Hills, the um, Keenan Allen's, those type of players, right? That are just you have them in your lineup, you're getting a massive advantage each week. For instance, I had a team with was it was it Allen and Hurts, I think I had. And they just absolutely steamrolled the competition because that that magical Sunday night game, they both went off. They were it was like 80 plus points. They were the top scoring players of that week. And it wasn't looking promising going into the week, but like playing with those two players, you have such an advantage. You're just like you feel like you were in any game. Like their floor is super high. The ceiling cases what they had last week. It's just, it's bonkers, right? So this is what I want to talk about. So um, I wanted to bring up war. So this is wins above replacement. If you're not familiar with war, what it is, it's just strictly it's wins above player. So it's this player, how many quote unquote wins over a replacement player does that individual player give you? So obviously um, we're going to hit on the scoring format. It is your traditional 12-team, start 10, super flex league, right? So that means you're starting 120 players. Each team has a potential start two quarterbacks. Most do start two quarterbacks. But realistically, I wanted to hit on this and show you. So this, there's no bonuses. It's PPR, one-point PPR. There's no tight end premium. There's no rushing bonuses. No, this is like you're just traditional, like almost like redraft, but just with super flex and six-point. So the only thing is it's six-point. Um, I like six-point because I think it more – adequately reflects the good passers in the league, right? If you're passing for a lot of touchdowns, it gives a little, it kind of evens out the Konami Chico a little bit. So as we dive into this, um, as you can see here, you can see just how the scoring goes and how it shapes. Um, the left-hand side, the wins above replacement, we have, so we have wins above replacement on the left-hand side. The positional rank, <clears throat> so obviously the top left is the best players. And if you're curious about this, use Dynasty Daddy, go into their league settings, and select your league. So if you load your username on Sleeper, you can pick all of your individual leagues. So if you have a unique scoring format, it's going to change these values here. So here's the trade value chart on Keep Trade Cut. We'll get out in a second. But 
what it does is just, it gives you how valuable these players are in your individual league. So I, I thought this was very important to kind of break down because as we like dive into more of this data where we realize how valuable these individual players are, you want as many of them as possible. I know people have depth and they talk about like, oh yeah, I have like a bunch of these, these young elite like wide receivers. But if you have like a Devonta Smith, a T Higgins, a Brandon Ayuk, like these guys are great for value, but for impacting your lineup on a consistent basis and helping you get wins, they're not really doing much of anything for you. So this is kind of, we got so into the weeds with like youth that we kind of forgetting like, Hey, it's about winning championships. Right. And for instance, we'll talk about one of the best veteran producers, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, those two guys, um, obviously Tyreek Hill is much more expensive version of those guys, but they're single handedly like they're carrying squads for you. And they were dirt cheap this offseason. And this is what, what I'm talking about. We'll get into it with their actual trade values, right? So, for instance, um, as you can see up here. So, you see the QB. That's green. That's the that's they, the top quarterbacks are the most important. So, if you have Josh Allen, he's worth almost two war over a random just, you know, a replacement level quarterback. The next highest ranked player is Tyreek Hill. So, as you can see, it's PPR scoring. He gets a boost. No surprise, the next highest ranked player is Christian McCaffrey at 1.71 war. Um, and then we get Jalen Hurts right there, and then Keenan Allen, and it kind of goes down a little bit. You'll notice how there's a massive drop from McCaffrey to running back two. That's Raheem Mostert. So it's pretty crazy to think about, right? Like McCaffrey is such an advantage over the competition. Like I think he's the biggest advantage in this league. So if you have McCaffrey in this league, you have the biggest advantage because you're going from almost a full like 0.7 points of war over the second place running back. Like, that's just, that's absurd. Like you can't, you can't touch that. Right. So it may think like, oh yeah, Allen's the most valuable player. Technically in a vacuum he is. But when you look at it on team context, you really realize that, oh, hey, guess what? Actually, I think McCaffrey's a bigger edge, even though he doesn't give you the same amount of war. So this is the cool stuff to look at. And I know it's a little, this is like where I get to the data and it's a little nerdy stuff, but this is the, this is what makes your league. When you see this data in your Facebook context, you're like, oh, guess what? These guys are incredibly important. Like they make a massive difference. Now you notice it's not tight end premium scoring, right? So we look at uh, where are we at? Sorry, I lost page. We have TJ Hawkins. He's actually past Travis Kelsey. TJ Hawkins is the most valuable tight end, but look at the gap from your QB one, your running back one, your wide receiver one. It's a massive gap. Now I have, I actually have Kelsey in this league and it's great. And I feel fantastic about him, but he's nowhere near giving the edge he gave you last year. Um, and we'll go down the list a little bit. So you see how these are the top players in war. Um, you can go war per game. It's pretty cool to look at because the war per game is going to give you guys that are injured. So you'll see guys like Kyron Williams. He's starter. He jumps in here. Guys that haven't played the full amount of games, but they're still giving you massive impact like on the season. So like, if you want to look at it on a per game basis, you can shuffle a little bit here. You go down, you find guys. You're like, oh, look at that. Justin Jefferson per game basis. He was fantastic. CJ Stroud, Justin Herbert. Now they're not giving you the 0.16 that Tyree kills. So, like in an individual game perspective, Tyree kills like been the best with his averages. Just if you want to look overall complex, it's Josh Allen. Um, so we'll go back. Overall, these are the least effective players in the league. So if you're starting any of these players, like Trent Sherfield, whatever different is, it's a rough situation, obviously. Um, but like these give you the guys that have the biggest impact in the league. If you look to the right of what we're looking at, we're looking at trade value. You see how certain guys, Jalen Hurts has a massive trade value. Look at the trade value for Keenan Allen. 
And this gets into these old wide receivers who don't hold value, but they just produce. Keenan Allen's been just elite with the scoring. Another guy right down here, Sam Howell. He's putting up really good numbers for you. He just doesn't hold the name cachet and the value cachet. So interestingly enough, if you look on the right-hand side of this chart, right, this is a trade value versus war. So we have war on the left-hand side of the graph. Um, at the bottom, we have keep trade cut value. So, like, obviously the most valuable players are on the right-hand side. They're going to be the farthest right. The most valuable guys are top left. So you want guys that are in this, like, ideally this middle ground. Right here, most most valuable player, Josh Allen. The most expensive player, it's actually Patrick Mahomes. And Mahomes has been a little bit of a letdown. He has not been as valuable. So you see that's why he's a tier below. Um, it's fun to look at because here's McCaffrey right here. The next closest right back to Moser. So that's a pretty big jump, right? You see that? And then you see how tight ends, really, like, it's nice to have the elite tight ends, but they're not making that big of a difference because it's not tight end premium. You're not getting that super boost. So you might think, like, hey, might, might have pivoted off the Kelsey, might have pivoted off Hawkinson into moving another one of these elite wide receivers or quarterbacks or anything like that, right? Obviously, you don't want to trade down too far because if you're – if you're going down too far, you're going to lose out. Because if you're just in this cluster down here of these Bellingers, you know, these Noah fans, these Parham guys, like they're not doing anything for you. So you have to be careful of what you're trading yourself into. But this is really just in team context and a league context. Like this is the best way to look at values. But I've noticed more people are talking about war in general and how important it is. And I, I'm noticing like our dynasty, we're, we're shifting a little bit towards that where, <coughs> excuse me. I saw Ray G put out a tweet. He goes, I, I don't even do dynasty rankings anymore. He's like, like, why does it matter? Why does it matter what you're, you're ranking your wide receiver 18? Because that guy's making, not making impact for you, right? Like, who cares if you have Brandon Ayuk wide receiver 18 or you have T. Higgins wide receiver 18? Because from a production standpoint, they're not really impacting you. And dynasty has done this weird thing where the values last couple of years have shifted into we want to like win now. We don't want patient. We don't want two, three year rebuilds. We talk about one year punt rebuilds, but realistically, we nobody wants to do two year, three year rebuilds. Like that's too long, right? So everyone wants to immediately win along with having that production. So you kind of have to pick and choose where you're going to go with this, right? Um, and this is league dependent, obviously. Um, the way I play Dynasty is like um, I view leagues as water. I will go with what the league does not value. So if the league values youth, it, like heavily goes youth, I'm going to have an older team. The team values older players. They start drafting those earlier guys. I'm gonna chase youth. Like I'm, I'm trying to find like veteran edges and these little areas to like nibble at to give myself more valuable team production. So I'll have certain teams that are quote unquote all in, right? Where they're they are legit. Just are we are missing? You know, a particular youthful players. We have a lot more old guys. On the flip side, I'll have a lot of young teams on the same side, where it's draft capital. And the but but the majority of my teams. Or have a nice mix of older players, some younger players. We have a decent amount of draft capital where we can use that draft capital to make a push. But realistically, like I want a few hammers on each of my teams. Like I want some team with a Christian McCaffrey and a you know Tyree Kill. I want a team with Josh Allen and Travis Kelsey. Like I want a couple of teams with a few of those guys. And, and some of them are older. I don't. I really don't care. Like Tyree Kill is still he's a top six dynasty wide receiver for me because I get three years of this. Like I don't. You think I care? He's retiring in two plus years? No, I really don't. That's so. This is more what I want to hit on, and why I view this stuff as so important to me. Because realistically, like, this stuff matters, and I know we kind of struggle with it, but it's nice to like bring that to get people like new eyes on it. So if we're trying to shift people's reins a little bit, to be like, oh yeah, because. 
for instance, one of my guys in this league, he has a team of Brennan Ayuk, he has Devonta Smith, he has Jonathan Taylor, he has Trevor Lawrence, he has a lot of these young guys, you know. But realistically, like, his team's stuck in this perpetual, like, in-between because he doesn't have the truly elite difference makers, which has a lot of decent young players. But if you don't have those hammers, like, you're just kind of stuck. And that's the thing we kind of need to think about is, like, how do we shift that? Because they're legit needs to be a happy medium. Obviously, you can, you know, you go young, you get all the, the draft picks, and maybe you hit. Maybe you get those true difference makers. Maybe you hit on A-Chain. Maybe you hit on Gibbs or Bijan. But even so, like, Gibbs or Bijan, they haven't been the guys we were thought they were going to be. This wide receiver rookie class this year has been all over the place. <laughs> the two most valuable dynasty rookie wide receivers are Tank Dell and Puka Nakua. Nobody. I'm going to go back to, like, May, March, April. Nobody was talking about those guys. Like, there was little crickets. Like, we got a Puka blur – or not Puka blur. We got a Tank blur right around Senior Bowl where the corner said they did not want to guard him. He was terrifying to guard. Like, they could not guard him. You notice that. Like, that's translated to the NFL rather quickly. But because he was small, he's undersized, he's older, people just didn't want him. I got him multiple times in the fourth round of my dynasty leagues. I have him in my home league. Um, fun story is after week one or whatever Dobbins got hurt, I offered him straight up. I was like, here, I'll give you Tank Dell for Dobbins. I did not, obviously, I did not expect this from Tank Dell, right? The guy declined it. So thank you to you, dude. Thank, I appreciate you, Anthony. Salute to you, my friend. You saved my team. Now I got Tank Dell. We ride with Tank Dell. Thank you. Know what I'm um, I had another guy in this actually Thunderdome League, which this league is right here, offered me Tony Pollard. And I said, I prefer to take Dale straight up. Why would I Why would I do this for Tony Dale? He was like, because he was trying to get a pick on top. And I was like, bro, you got it flipped. Like Tony Pollard does not have any security. He's older. He's going to be a free agent after this year. Where is he going to end up? Like and I have Tank Dell on a rookie contract tied to CJ Stroud. He's the best wide receiver in that room. This is like I'm getting the Marvin Harrison Jr. Peyton Manning vibes. Obviously, I'm not saying he's Marvin Harrison, but like, you're getting those type of vibes, right? Or Reggie Wayne, you get like that guy tied to the elite quarterback. It's wheels up. Like this is so this is the thing where obviously if you hit on those rookies and they just come out of the gate and they just slug and say the poop and Akua, who I started, I kind of think is undervalued now. But you get those difference makers young, obviously they make a world of difference, but that doesn't mean we should discount surely swinging for those guys in the third and fourth rounds because it's not a great hit rate, right? That's just more seems like the outlier because because, for instance, I have I have Mike Evans in this league. I don't have Keenan Allen, unfortunately, but I do have Mike Evans in this league. I'll try to trade Mike Evans to get a mid-second round pick. Like, I really like the guys in that range, right? People were like, nope, I want I want you to add a second to Mike Evans. I was like, bro, what are you talking about? Like, Mike Evans is still a good wide receiver. People are like, nope, he's old because he reached that age threshold, right? And that's the thing you need to. So, yeah, like, in this league, I just stuck. I have. Travis Kelsey, I have Mike Evans. Who else is on my team in this league? Let's see. I'll look it up. I have Saquon. You know, I have Debo Samuel. These guys that really don't hold immense value anymore, but they're just good players. And then we're solidified with Patrick Mahomes. We got Tank Dell. We went. We had Kirk Cousins, who was a brutal loss, but we went and picked up. You know, picked up Josh Dobbs. And totally fine. Like, would have made a trade where I got CD Lamb, flipped Olave, and won for Lamb and a two, basically. And I was like, yeah, cool, that works for me. I'm fine with that. I'm defending Tramp. We're trying to go back to another championship. So I'm fine going to get these true difference makers, right? So I have a few of those elite difference makers on my team. Like, yeah, I'm all aboard this trade. If you realize if you have four or five in, like, a start 10 or start 11, that's literally half your lineup. That's bringing the hammer. So you have to be like, okay, I don't need 
all of these elite players. You just need guys that you plug in here or there. And then you have a Jerome Ford, and then you hit on one, you know, because we're talking about the take dollars there, or Puka Nakula, or whoever it is. Like, you have Raheem Mostert on one of the teams like that. It's and You get these guys where the value's not there, but the production is freaking there. And it's going to, like, it's going to be right with them. So this is kind of like the interesting shift we're seeing. And sorry, I kind of got a little tangent there. But I'm going to jump down. Like, we'll look at these. So these guys are tiered, interestingly enough, by, like, war. So you see there's the five truly elite guys that are hitting that. Different, I think it's, like, 1.5 war or above. You see that? Um, and then it's, yeah, it's basically one war or above. So there's these tiers where it's called league breakers. So if you have Jalen Hurts, you have Josh Allen, Tyreek Hill, Christian McCaffrey, Keenan Allen. If you're starting those guys on your lineup, your team is so smashing. You're absolutely smashing. Now we get down this next year, mention CD Lamb. If you have Dak Prescott, who's been on an absolute tear, CJ Stroud, Justin Herbert, Sam Howell, Patrick Mahomes, Almond Ross, Sam Brown. You notice there's a lot of wide receivers in here, right? AJ Brown, then we got Tua, Lamar Jackson, Raheem Moster, Brock Purdy, Jared Goff. Because this is six point passing, you see how those guys are in there. Um, you'll notice these trade values and keep trade cut are massively different. Sam Howell is only 4,800. Stephon Diggs is 5,200. Jordan Love, 4,400. By the way, Jordan Love has caught fire recently. Um, I'm not sure how to treat him, honestly. I think you could, like, late one value is fine with me. It's where he's, that's basically what his range is. Um, some people are going to pay it, some aren't. We talked about this numerous times, but getting him, the problem is he plays Kansas City this week, so you might want to wait, you know, let his value come down after he plays Kansas City. If he goes off against Kansas City, then, you know, he takes off. Good for him. But it's kind of just a risk reward situation for him. Uh, you'll see Lamar Jackson. He's been a little bit of a letdown, but he's there. He's like QB8. And then we got right here, we got Mike Evans, Travis Etienne. And he goes on the list. And it gives you these guys that's hearing them for you. It's putting them in groups. Like, <coughs> excuse me, I can't clear my throat. Um, and then there's guys you keep going farther and farther down. But it's fun to see. So if you look at the warp and this guy's all the way up here with no value, and then it's up on this side, it's all keep trade cut value. So if someone was down here, interesting enough, Justin Jefferson right there at 0.6. Right? But – you can find guys that are really cheap. Raheem Mostert, Zach Moss, who, by the way, Zach Moss is about to be a league winner. So I kind of wanted – this is the whole impetus for this, is talking about Zach Moss. So let me bust out Trey Cutler because I want to bust that out in this league. Um, yeah, Zach Moss. Like, this is this is the thing. So we're going to shift the share tool in this one. All right. So to give you an idea of what we're talking about, we're going to go to Zach Moss real quick right here. So Zach Moss, 1,900 keep trade cut value. Literally just worth nothing. It's like mid-third, give or take. Um, oh, we'll just put the third here. Let's see. Let's see what they say. I'm assuming it's like mid-third. Yeah, that's basically what it is. It's a mid-third value for Jack Moss. That's where he's at. It's going to go up. You're probably going to have to pay an early third or a late second. You get Zach Moss. If I'm paying that value for him. If you want another guy that's going to be a difference maker, a hammer going into the playoffs and possibly throughout the playoffs, like this is why having these guys who are quote-unquote backup bell cows, there's not very many of them. But if you get your hands on them, they're so important because an injury goes down. This happened in my home league. I Zach Moss. He's just chilling on the bench. I wasn't going to play him. But guess what? The guy who's in second place in our division, he loses Jonathan Taylor. And guess what? I have Zach Moss. I'm a contender. Am I going to sell Zach Moss? No, I am not. I'm riding that production. If you're on the flip side, if you don't need Zach Moss, go flip him for a second. Or go flip him for a young player that's underproducing. Someone like John Dotson comes to mind. You get John Dotson. People really don't want John Dotson. He hasn't been very good this year, but he's still a good wide receiver. Christian Watson, another guy. Like, you could go flip him for Christian Watson. Go get Christian Watson. You know what I mean? Like, you go make these moves if you're rebuilding. Like, what is Zach Moss doing on your team? 
He has it done serve a purpose. Could he be a starter next year? Sure, he could be. We don't know how it's going to work out. Seems like Indianapolis likes him. They might keep him in there because we've seen without Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss, that running back room was rough. We thought Deion Jackson was going to be a thing, not so much. But realistically, it's like Zach Moss's value. It's not very much. So we're going to click on Zach Moss. Um, you see how his fancy points, like he's had some very good weeks. He's had a 14, a 33. He's had a 22. He had a 20. Like, he's been doing very good for teams this year. Like, this is the thing with Zach Moss. Like, getting him on your roster to go into the playoffs, it's funny. Yeah, he's under street free agent. He's making no dough. Somebody can sign him. Like, you can take that risk and you can ride with him. But, like, realistically, like, why not just move Zach Moss? Here's the um, overall Jason players, running backs, Dobbins, Antonio Gibson, Ty Chandler. A lot of these guys just don't hold. Gardner Minshew, there's a fun trade. If you don't have Gardner Minshew, you don't need him. Put Gardner Minshew for him. Um, here's his trade market. He has 113 trades the past week. Obviously, his trade values are down, but like interestingly enough, look at this trade. Christian Kirk plus Zach Moss gives you Sam Howell. Like, ideally, I'm just gonna ride with Sam Howell there. Uh, Christian Kirk's been fine. Um, and there's another one where today Zach Moss has had the inflated value, right? Look at those deals. Zach Moss plus Raheem Mostert gets you T. Higgins. Yeah, T. Higgins. Hello, Zach Moss for a second, Zach Moss for a second and a fourth, Zach Moss for a second and two thirds. Like, a lot of these, I bet you a lot of these teams are dropping Taylor teams going out and paying the price for Zach Moss. Now, if you if you really let's say if you don't need if you want to just go get him, you could go get him from so you keep him out of the Taylor manager's hands and go do it. What I like is these are actual trades, so we're gonna moss we'll put them back in here. And we're gonna search all the trades and we're gonna go through a little bit farther down. So eight days. Whoa, hold on, I'm gonna go back to this one. <laughs> the Jacob steal. I don't understand this deal at all. Some of these values are really strange, but these are actual deals in sleepers. So, like, these are nice to see. These are see what people are paying. We have a Zach Moss for two traps out. Why would you even make this move? Like, I don't – what's the upside of trading Zach Moss for two out? What do you get from two out? Like, I get it. Like, Cooper Cup struggled, but, like, he's the wide receiver three there. It's just – yeah, it just doesn't do much for you. Obviously, he's a smaller piece in some bigger deals. Like, this one's a – sheesh, the Jalen Warren trades. Just But here's a Zach Moss in two seconds for Josh Jacobs. That's pretty bonkers. Um, we keep going 10 days ago. We're getting a little well past the value spike of him, so we'll move back on that. But I just wanted to show you guys kind of war and how we're looking at this. Let's share this tab again. We're going to bust out yard. And to give you, as a manager, like a different way of looking at this, right? Because these guys all hold serious values. And this is more where I'm looking at the data and diving into it, and this is what I see, and this is what this tells me. So if you just go to Dynasty, um, dash daddy.com you look it up you'll see this stuff right here and you can do as however many leagues in if you're 100 leagues it'll have all your leagues for you you can look through and go through it if you're in a couple leagues same thing you look through it it's just it's really helpful it's really useful um i'm going to show you how i sign in on there so let me pull it up really quick it's this one right here let's go on real quick i'll show you guys so you go to the home screen all you have to do is let's get started right here you can do there's the, the club you want to join there's sleeper here is my fantasy league Play Faker, you can even do ESPN for redraft and FFPC, right? So it has all of them. Like, this is great. You sign in, usernames right here, put the year that you want to look, bang, sign in. It gives you all your leagues. I got 22 dynasty leagues in here, so I want to keep track. All right, so let's go to this league, right? You can look, you can look at power rankings, or you can look at hey, power rankings is pretty cool. Um, I have a very old team in this league. Um, as you can see, 19 to 5, right there. Um, Raw Dog West, he's like rebuilding, they're another frisky. Anthony's team is a contender. Like, they're just fantastic. They are a very good young team. They are terrifying. But this, this is a three-headed race. It is myself, 
Anthony D. We have Wayman, the grumpy old man, and Bizarro Jerry, another contender. But these guys don't have near enough its values up. So like, here's the other contender. You see where his where his strength is: wide receiver. The other guy, Jaron, strong strength of wide receiver. My team, you can see draft capital. It is actually pretty heavy with running backs, um, quarterback a little bit. So I have a lot more quarterback value than most teams. Dude, this dude's got a ton of draft capital. He's a contender. This is why I struggle. So, but it's good just to give you an idea. And you could go your overall rank, your starter rank, where they stand up, your quarterback rank, you short rate, draft rank, you know, and look at this. This is one of my win now teams, right? I have teams on the flip side, but it's just, it gives you a good idea of a way of looking at leagues and shaking it up for you. Now, obviously, you go standings, playoff calculator. This is actually pretty fun. And this is what I like. So go check out your team. If you're not a top two team, Really, what you're trying to do in Dynasty is get into that top two spot. If you want to buy, um, they can do ELO adjusted for you, but it really shows you options to get a first round buy. Um, the reason I'm two spots, so I'm basically on the outside looking in for a first round buy. Realistically, though, uh, I have a decent shot because I'm a highest scored point. I have the most points scored in this league by far. So I have like an extra 150 points scored of anybody. Um, that's why I'm up, up with these, like these three, uh, because the record's close. Uh, had just a couple down weeks is what it is, but you look and you see your first round by your win division, just odds to win the final. So like there is a big three and the fourth guy is Lehman. He's like, he's just a team on the struggle bus. He's lost Jonathan Taylor. It's going to be very difficult for him. He's the one that traded Jonathan Taylor plus a first Gatian, Russell Wilson, deal with this. But like, I like looking at this because this gives you a shot. Um, now if you want me to go to adjusted starters by ADP then you can go to games your options of winning and you can see like it's this is obviously it's projecting for you so it's not perfect but it gives you a good idea right you can see contenders big guys big favorites in a lot of these right so you go through and this is this is one of the weird leagues where it's heavily favored favorites and a lot of just guys that aren't but grumpy old man eventual powerhouse you can see like some of these matchups are a lot closer and then we have right here we have a big matchup right here me and um brett there that one and then there's other ones you just get to look at these, and this is playoffs. Like, this is how this shakes out. So it's it's a really cool way of looking at your leagues. And what I liked is the playoff calculator is that tells you how close you are to really get it. So if you have like a sixty percent chance of getting a buy or fifty percent, you make the move and you go get that right. Um, if you're not going to get a get a buy, it might not be worth to go all in. And that gets to the dynasty strategy. But what I like the war so much about is this: is this gives you players to target, and players to find, right? So. Let's go to the rate or value trade chart. Um, actually, let's go work. So, like, this is guys with the most war, right? So, you look, you look how the league scoring is here. As you can see, Christian McCaffrey, Tyreek Hill, same guys are here. TJ Hawkinson. Um, a lot of these leagues are very similar scoring. So, a lot of these guys is very much. Um, you can see how it shifts league breakers, elite players. You know, there's guys up there, then it drops down. But it gives you a good idea. And then if you wanted to bust up the trade value chart to find guys that are undervalued, you go there, right? And this is where we get back to this chart, right? On the right hand side. So you find guys that you kind of trail off down here in this middle range. So you got Mahoster, you got Jacoby Myers, you got Corlin Sutton, you got Gus Edwards, Zach Laws, a lot of a lot of guys in this range. So it's not about picking a particular player. You just go find a rebuilding team that has these guys and you you offer for Gus Edwards, you offer for Zach Moss, right? You offer for Raheem Mostert, who by the way, this human's dumpster fire and they won't trade Raheem Mostert. Don't ask me why. I don't. I don't know. Don't get into that with me. But it gives you players who just hold less value. Like, keep trade cut, right? So you use that to your advantage. You're like, okay, well, this guy's been one of the better players in the league. Go get him. So as opposed to spending way up for, you know, B. John Robinson, he's going to cost a ton to get to. You just go get Raheem Mostert. Like, this is a different way of playing, right? So you're like, oh, he doesn't cost as much. It's just 
it's really fun. I actually just love it. Like it, it shifts how you look at dynasty because you're like, these guys are the true impact players, and this is what you want because you want to look at your lineup and you're like, who gives me an advantage? And obviously, the amount of teams in the league and the amount of players that are starting in the league, that all makes a difference. So like, if you're like, if it's start start ten, if it's twelve team league, boom, 120 players are starting. How many players in your lineup are making a true impact? Right. So say you have McCaffrey, say you have Hill, so you have two players right out of the gate that are truly elite difference makers right here. I have two of those guys. And you look down, you're like, you go to the next year, you're like, yeah, I have only like, I have Mike Evans. That's another guy who's been really, he's giving me an advantage. You're like, I have Patrick Mahomes or, you know, one of those elite quarterbacks. And then you start breaking it down and you're like, okay, where's the weak spot on my roster? Who has that position? Like, who doesn't cost as much? And obviously, you can do this without using Dynasty Daddy. Yeah, just like you get Dynasty Daddy gives you calculated odd, gives you numbers, and it just gives you a little bit more info. So obviously, you can go look at leagues individually and like, cipher through rosters but realistically you, you just type in the information that pops up there for you so like that's why i enjoy using that obviously it gets a little more complicated if you're in 20 plus leagues like myself or like some people are in 50 leagues it's a lot more complicated but if you want to look up an individual player it tells you which team has those players so if you want to go get five shares over he most right you just click the league like all right he's in this league go somewhere else. like there's ways to do it but it's just it's a good way of looking at it and kind of shifting how we go about dynasty, right? Because we all know what we like. We want to win the championships. Like that's what this is all coming about. Some teams they prefer to go what we call they like to win trades. Like I like to do trades that make my team better in the short and in the long term. I don't care. I might lose a trade value for now, but in six months that trade looks great down the road because <clears throat> maybe I'm seeing something with a player. I'm looking at the data. You're like, oh, he's a player Puka Nakua. He's like outside the top twenty right now in dynasty value. But he's still twenty nine percent target share. Like he's seeing these elite. Like he's seeing all the data. He's seeing all the targets. So like, why is he dropping in price? Maybe I go make a value move for him as opposed to paying up for you know someone who holds that elite value. One of those young wide receivers. You know, like Chris Olave. Like, would you rather get Chris Olave or would you rather get Puka Nakua? Like honestly, I'd rather get the guy making difference, making points in my roster. Like I'm gonna go get Puka, even though he's quote unquote doesn't cost as much, right? So this is. It's just all about doing that and determining what works the best for your team, seeing who has these players. Obviously, it's a little easier in Dynasty and Redraft. It's a little bit harder because everyone's still trying to compete. So you have to go like do it and do the overpay just because it's harder to trade and redraft. You don't have the draft picks, blah, 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 blah. But if you look at your league from basically macro perspective instead of an individual, you like you zoom out a little bit and you're like, okay, who has all of these players? Like, where are the what teams have the elite tight ends? Does anybody have an extra tight end that they can get rid of? Or if you know. Or you're like, I need a RB2, right? You're like, I need an impact RB2. Like, okay. Who's got the most depth? You go back to the, the chart on Dynasty Daddy where it shows you, like, this team has the most value at running back. You go to that team. You find a player. Like, oh, cool. You're like, yeah, they have Raheem Mostert. Just chilling on the bench. All right, make it off for him. Like, so it's it's really easy to use and make your team better. So, like, this is a, it's become my staple. Like, I just always check it. I always use it. I go through it. It's like, it's just an easy way. It keeps it all centered for me. I don't have to, you know go to five different websites. I don't have to go to five different platforms, go to Yahoo or go to my fantasy league or all these other places, right? It's just, it's so good. And then when you get into the individual data, when you look at the war, which is the guys that are actually making the biggest impact and you're like, okay. And that's what we're looking at with war per game, right? We're looking we're like, oh yeah, like Zach Moss. Why is he so cheap, right? Well, because he was behind Taylor. He wasn't getting any snaps. All of a sudden he's going to spike. The thing with guys that see the value spike and you really want to hit it like right away before the true value spike takes in because people take a while to adjust with trades. Like they really, it takes them a few days before they're fully like, Oh yeah, 
by the way, this guy's going to see all this data. He's going to see all these snaps, right? So once that news breaks like it did today, you immediately go off for Zach Moss, like right out of the gate. Like, cool. Go send a second round pick for him right away. Like, you do that deal. Because you if you wait too long, somebody's going to be like, you know what? Actually, like, I want more. So you want to always be proactive with these. You don't want to be reactive. Because if you're reactive, you're going to be behind, losing value, losing trade. It's just hard to get it done. So this is what I really wanted to talk about this week. <clears throat> because as you can see here, like, it's just right there. All in front of your eyes. Um, we can get rid of the winter row replacement. We'll just go trade value chart right here with the winter row replacement. So, like, for instance, you see the most valuable positions. Who scores the most points? Obviously, there's a ton of wide receivers up top, right? These wide receivers, because this is, what is it, this? It's a PPR league, right? And these wide receivers have been a lot more effective than the running backs. There's one running back standing above the rest. You see the difference he makes? It's Christian McCaffrey. Good luck getting your hands on Christian McCaffrey at this time of year. We are in full win-now mode, and he's been – Probably the biggest impactful player in fantasy this year. So it's really tough to get McCaffrey. So you have to go look other ways if you need to run. If you need a wide receiver, you can just pick a choose. You're like, all right, cool. Here's Keenan Allen. Here's Stefan Diggs. Here's Mike Evans. You know, a little bit more expensive. Tyreek Hill. Then you get these guys on here. It's like Kukunakua, Brandon Knight, right? Jordan Addison. You find, and it's a little more clustered. So it's it's a little bit different. As you can see, quarterbacks. Really, this league it's kind of depresses quarterback scoring. Josh Allen. You notice how it's 0.83 warp here. On the last league I was looking at, it was basically two warp. It's because the touchdowns, I think this is five touchdowns for any league. So they don't have to like it was a boost, but they still make an impact for you. So that's why you won't see these quarterbacks up here because the scoring is different. And this is what I mean. We're knowing what your league is. Higher league makes difference because and it's also one QB at the moment, too. So there's this is the bigger problem with this league, too. We're shifting Superflex in this league um, in 2025, but we have the in-between years. So we have this year and the next year, so it's kind of all over the place. But And then you can see tight ends. Tight ends are a little bit more valuable. You have TJ Hawkinson a little bit more, right? So the individual league values, like this is what we talk about, we can give wholesale suggestions and wholesale, like, oh, yeah, go get this line. Well, all right, how much is he actually – what's his value in that league? I think Ward does a great job of capturing that on individual leagues because that's important. Because in some leagues, you have two tight end, like, premium, right? Like, that's a ginormous boost. Those elite guys are worth the moon. Like, if you get your hands on a Kelsey or that younger tier dudes where you're talking about, well, not Andrews, but, like, you know, McBride or Laporta or any one of those young bucks who looks really good, like, the cost on those guys is basically untamed in those type of leagues. So it's really hard to get them. So you have to maybe pivot and go get an older guy, like someone David Njoku, right? So if we go look at War, for instance, I'll pull Njoku's name down here. You type his name in right here. Najoku, worth a heck of a lot less. 0.2, like basically 0.36. So we're looking at war. He's like right in this range. And you just look for tight ends. Richard Blue, it's probably like that. That's Mayer. Maybe that's a little too low. Um, there's Goddard, Ferguson. Like he's in this range, right? Schultz, Ingram, he's probably like right here. Yeah. So like he's not worth that much. And the war is cheaper. But realistically, if you're just looking for someone to fill in, if you're injured, like you just. You go into this range of tight ends and you just fire out five different offers to those teams. Like, that's what you do. Because there's not really a difference in, in warp. It's just keep straight cut value. So, like, these guys hold a little more value in certain leagues than others. So, like, you have clusters of players, and this is what I like to look at. This cluster of players right here, right? Like, there's a ton of wide receivers in the same range. So, it's like, why go after one guy when you could just attack a group of players, all really giving you the similar production? You just find the cheapest version. So you just send up five similar offers, the same offers, all players. So maybe one of those guys takes your offer. There you go. Good to go. 
because you're not really going after the true, truly elite. You're not going all the way up to Tyreek, right? You're paying up for Tyreek. And I mean, I mean, it's tough to be Keenan Allen right now, but he's still, he's still really undervalued in Dynasty compared to the Tyreek Hill, right? And the production, pretty dang similar. So, like, this is what you have to decide. You're like, hmm. Like, what does it cost to get Keenan Allen? What does it cost to get Mike Evans? Obviously, Keenan Allen's been better. He's going to continue to be better. So, is either one of those guys going to be like cost you a one in the league? No. So I just go get the cheaper one, right? Like that's what I'm talking about. Obviously, Keenan Allen in this league, I definitely want Keenan Allen. He's just been a better player. So like you use the data on top of like what we already know and like what we know about these players, and you just integrate it into your process. You're like, all right, cool. There's this grouping of like six tight ends or six quarterbacks or whatever it is. Like you use that and you make your team better. And you go, hey, guess what? All right, I'm just, and this is where it becomes you just become player agnostic, really, and you have a grouping of players where you're like, oh man, I really want, really want Bijan. Like, well, do you? It's like, or you just go after those four running backs in that range, right? Like, does it matter? Not particularly. The only thing that really matters is the value. So at this time of year, value is not not as important. We're really getting the championship, so you see value changes, particularly told these older players. So it's like. All right, if you're not competitive, yeah, then go get guys that are underperforming or injured or young and like they'll hold the value through the offseason. Because once championship is over, those old guys, that value just that value's gone. So like that's the decision you have to make. You're like, okay. And then you're gonna be stuck with the case of playing Mike Evans, where you can't you somehow like some of these ones need to be second for. Them. So you're just sitting there like, oh, kill but come back September in the offseason, right? After you go next year, you're like, oh great, I got him starting line. So this is kind of the the ebb and flow. And it's usually a good time to buy veterans in the offseason because they're so much cheaper. Right now, the younger, underperforming players, they're not as valuable. So you go get those guys. Like this is what we're talking about with someone like Jahan Dotson or, you know, maybe like I know Jordan Addison's value is like it's, it was wide receiver 10 last week. And I, I didn't understand that. He was not going near those prices. So you're like, all right, what? Like, what are we talking about here? He's obviously going to drop in value because, you know, coming back, Justin Jefferson, like, it's, you know, so you just play these games a bit. You find little micro edges and you go shop here, shop here. You're like, all right, he's cheaper this week. We'll this week. And then I'm going to sell him next week for the long run. Like, this is this was Dynasty ideas. Dynasty is day trading. Like, it's legit just day trading. That's all it is. If you have an active league, you can make five or ten, ten moves in one day sometimes. Like, that's that's why we love it because we're just, you know, Dynasty degenerates. We're like, all right, cool. I want to make a move in this league. Or make two, like, it's, just, it's just fun. We love trading, right? And obviously, you should be gaining a little bit with each trade and not just trading the trade. But as long as that trade makes your team better or it hits a goal for you, then like determine what your goal is and go attack it. Because we have two weeks to do it, folks. Like, we're going to run out of time. Before you know it, playoffs are going to be here. And a lot of leagues, unfortunately, have a trade deadline. So you got to make those moves now because you're running out of time. And contenders have usually already kind of certified their rosters at this point. Where it's like, all right, we made our moves, we're making the push. Or if they haven't, there's one or maybe two moves left for them to make. So you have to assess your league, see where see where those edges are and where you can get the most value. And that's where war comes in. Like, that's why I love war. It's like, all right, who's been the best players this season? You look at the scoring and then it just gives you a spreadsheet of lists, right? So you just pull it up and you just look right here. It's right there. It's literally just staring you right in front of the face. You go down the list, it's like, all right, cool, these guys. And it literally tears them for you. All right, these are the league breakers. Can I get my hands on any of those guys? Nope, let's go down. Who's the cheapest out of this elite tier? Because all these guys are a lot of the same. Like, and obviously, is Jamar Chase really going to give you that production to these other guys? No, he's not. Not with this situation, right? So, is it really worth paying for Chase when you can just pay for Amonra? No, nah, like, just go get CD Lamb or Amonra. They don't cost near as much. And, like, 
the values are starting to merge. You're seeing Chase really gain, gain or start lose steam to someone like Lamb. But like realistically, you could just get those guys that are going to outproduce it. Or if you want the old dudes, you just go get the Mike Evans. Like he's the cheapest version of all these guys, right? So you do that. Then you go on the next year. You're like, all right, I just need a guy that's really good. All right, Kyron Williams. He stepped in. He was the bell cow again. And this is kind of like getting Zach Moss. Same thing. These guys that hold no dynasty value, they really are just cheap year to year fill-ins. You go get the cheapest version of those guys. You plug them in and you just keep doing this, right? So instead of paying the premium for one guy, unless you want to play the value game, you do this is just it's right there for you to look at. And what I love about it is it's in tailored to your individual league. So like we talked about wholesale, you just go to that. So that's that's what we're gonna wrap up this episode on, folks. Like I just wanted to really touch base on the whole value versus production. And this time of year, like production is more important because we're trying to get those championships. That's the most important. That's what this game is all about, winning championships. I know the value game's great. It's nice to have those players, but like it's about getting production into your lineups and winning your particularly the week 13, the the bipocalypse we have coming on where we have like people losing Jacobs, people losing Adams, people losing Lamar, people losing Dave Flowers, you know, and all these players, they're being sucked out of your lineup. Josh Allen, he's gone. Stephon Diggs is gone this week. So, like, it's a ton of impactful players. So, this is the week where you, if you, you know, you don't need Zach Watts, you don't need Kyron Williams, you immediately go sell those guys to a team that's competitive for those. And they'll pay you a hefty sum for them because they're going to need it because, like, teams are making that push to get the playoff bids or they're they're making the moves for the buy. So, like, go make those moves. Don't be afraid. If you lose, if you play afraid, like, this happens all the time. Don't be afraid. Make the moves. Go send out the offers. You know, you live and learn with it, but just be active. That's what it's all about. It's dynasty, folks. So, all right. With that, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this episode off because I got the wife home watching my daughter doing dinner. It's a little late dinner, but I'm gonna go catch up with the family. So, hope you enjoyed this episode of Fantasy Lowdown. Um, your host Jesse Moore, aka J Moore Five. You can find me on all the social media platforms. You know, any one of them: YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. I mean, I guess Snapchat, but Twitter, all of them. So with that, hope y'all take care and hope y'all have a good week. All right. See you. Have you ever failed? Are you listening? Damn.